0: Before I start this episode, I just want to say a few words. I want to let people know that I, Anthony R. Ramirez, and academics and amigos, stand in solidarity with the Black Lives Matter movement and my fellow black colleagues, academics, and friends. Additionally, I stand with all minorities and all walks of life. Whether you're a person of color, a person of the LGBTQ community, or whatever it may be, I stand with you. I believe in diversity, I believe in inclusion, and I believe in representation. I believe in sharing these diverse stories with you all in hope that it inspires future and current generations to pursue their dreams and to live in a better world together without racism or hate. I ask that you all continue to research, to communicate, and to continue telling your stories, my friends. Academics and Amigos is with you. What's up everyone? How's it going? Anthony Ramirez here. Glad to have you here from with another episode of Academics on Amigos. This week we have Héctor Rodriguez, who is a comic book writer and comic book publisher for the Latinx comic book character El Peso Hero. On top of that, he is an educator and he is also a coordinator for the Texas Latino Comic Con. So, let's hear what Héctor has to say i'm here with my friend and the incredibly talented and like so many titles there are so many amazing titles but they were well deserved he's an artist he's a writer a publisher for real bravo comics and uh, he writes and uh his own character that he created called el peso hero and not only that but he is the co-founder of the texas latino comic-con and he's an educator like, Hector Rodriguez, what's up, man? How are you doing?
1: Oh, thanks for having me on
0: board. Yeah, looking forward to it, yeah. This is amazing. Um, so, like, I, we had a little conversation prior to recording, and I was uh, telling you that, that I've, I've used a couple of your comics uh, for a couple of my research pieces uh, on, um, like, Latinidad and Latinx uh, identity within comic books. And so I was curious. Like, why, why do you think that we need Latino representation, not only in comic books, but in media in general?
1: Well, you know, storytelling is a, it's part of our culture, Mm -hmm. you know, storytelling and and we're a lot the Latino community, Latinx community, they're a, you know, they're huge consumers of, of stories of uh, storytelling as well as you know all sorts of media and so especially in the united states where we compromise about i think a quarter of moviegoers are latinos mm-hmm. and so i mean stats like that and it's, it's only getting it's only growing and so you look at a lot of uh you know different pivots you know look at netflix looking at um La it you know, like shows. Oh, those are like, shows right. Yeah. And so and, and you look at uh, editorial cartoons, look at Lalo Alcaraz, you wow. know. Yeah, he's nominated wow. for Pulitzer. Yeah, yeah. So, um, and, and so, you know, we're making strides, you know. And and for me, growing up in a, in Eagle Pass, Texas, in a border town,
2: mm-hmm.
1: you know, I, I all, and, and growing up also, with the love of comic books, I love of the media, but love of sequential art. I always wanted to be, you know, always wanted to connect to a, a, a book that told my stories, spoke my language, ate my foods. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, like, speaking of that, like, how did you get involved with comics and what inspired you to create El Peso Hero? I think you kind of mentioned it a bit, but, like, what other influences did you have? Maybe some other artists, too, or, like, in general? Yeah, well,
1: you know, it's um, it's interesting because, uh, you know, I grew up in the 80s, early 90s in Eagle Pass, Texas, and... Mm -hmm. Eagle Pass was a, uh, a small town, two hours away from San Antonio. So, you know, when we talked about going to the big city or we're, we're going to San Antonio, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> and so, um, uh, they weren't a lot of comic book shops. I mean, the mm-hmm. only close thing to comic book was, um, you go to the VHS, uh, rental place and they'll have a stack, you know, they'll have like a, like a, uh, glass case with like your baseball cards majority baseball cards and mm-hmm. some comic books yeah you know but for me you know my, my dad uh would read mad magazine my dad was in the military and so he would he had a stack of mad magazines mm-hmm. you know and you know we go flip through them you know and also um uh, me my madrina uh, my godmother she, she owned a uh, video movie rental place in pedras across the border okay and so there was a nice big store all sorts of awesome movies, you know. You're looking from, you know, narco cinema to kaiju to anime to, oh, wow. uh, you know, horror indie, you know, just you know, in Spanish and English, okay. a lot of Japanese stuff, you know. And so I it was, I was a kid in a candy store, you know, and mm-hmm. and so I grew up digesting a lot of uh different entertainment, you know, uh, El Santo contra las momias, all oh, classics, you know. Classics. And, you know yeah. it, <laughs> You know, it, uh, Capolina, you know, in the, mm-hmm. the Mexican cinema, such a uh, rich history and culture
2: mm-hmm.
1: and characters.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, especially when you talk about the Golden Age of Cinema in Mexico. Mm-hmm. A lot of amazing history. So, you know, it's it, 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 it's all these stories. It's uh, all these characters, you mm-hmm. know. And then my mother, you know, watching uh, telenovelas. You know, I watched novelas with my mom. And, you know, the Suicide Turns, the dramatic, you know, it's just... It was all just a a big pot of different ingredients boiling up, you know, and I I, I fell in love with uh, comics mm-hmm. early on, early, let say early 90s, 91, especially with, uh, you know, looking at um, Spawn. Oh, I'm talking you know, about Spawn early 90s, you know, and so it was edgy. It wasn't like your clear cut uh you know, character Spider-Man, Superman, you know, it was edgy and there was a grace and it was, it kind of spoke more uh, gritty and it it kind of transcended to what to me, the sometimes the border could be, Mm -hmm. you know, and, and it was until, um, you know, uh, it was 2003, visiting my my grandparents, my my grandfather, uh, and he would tell me stories you know, rumors, you know, of uh, narcos, you know, or like these, these groups, you know, taking uh, matters in their own hand, taking the law again, you know, it, it, it's just like the wild west, right? right? And so, and it was 2003 and my, you know, year started turning and I'm like, it would be amazing if there was a Norteño, and I say Norteño because Norteño is very, yeah, culture, yeah, niche. Uh, You know, fighting these organizations. Mm -hmm. You know, and so I I started writing in it. I mean, I can tell, I can show you here. um, And I was doing some uh, organization, and I actually have the very first uh, script of El El Peso Hero. Dang. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it started December. Oh 2003. wow! Yeah. <laughs> was it O seven O nine? Oh, that's O three. Yeah.
0: 03, Oh wow. Okay. Yeah. 03, Yeah. December two thousand three. Yeah. 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 Wow. So,
1: yeah, it was. It was actually. You know, it was. Um, it was Thanksgiving time, so I was visiting the border, and so. Mm-hmm. And then you know, a bunch of notes, but uh, then a a little sketch of. What trying the hero. Oh,
0: that's cool. Like that's like the first like initial sketch. Yeah, I
1: it. it you know, and and then I had some notes and, and some characters that I can show you, you know, exclusively for you. Oh, that's awesome. You know, uh, I have like a a a pre-party member. <laughs> Look at that, that's cool. Right? And then like wow. the, this group. G group, you know, wow. and and then a a local local drunk guy. <laughs> I like that, yeah. Right, and, 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 and so cool. you know, just these these characters, know, you know, and then like El Catrine, you know. Oh right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah,
2: uh, cool.
1: Yeah, man, and, and, and so. Yeah, and, and, and you know these, these ideas, you start writing and developing them. Uh, but uh, yeah, that's that's the that's the origin. That's, that's so cool.
0: <laughs> and I think what's so interesting about, especially Mexican folklore, and even Latin Latin folklore in general, but like um, Mexican folklore has so many different characters too like growing up we always hear about El Cucuy or La Llorona or all these different characters like that and um I think you've even mentioned a couple of them in in some of your comics I think you even did a horror special with El Meso Hero um and uh you know how has that influenced um your work as well
1: uh you know it's you know, growing up, you know, thing about I love horror movies. I love horror stories. Yeah. You know, I remember a back to you know sleepovers at my grandparents' house. You know, and my cousins telling you know like La La you know, La Lechusa. You know, and then and then it was like you know one in the morning. My grandpa there would walk around with a sheet over his head, and it's like you know, you know, like me me you know, and it's a record cassette. Uh, you know, it, it, and there's so many uh, legends and folk. I mean, keep in mind that this area of a rich history for, you know, thousands of years, you know, hundreds of years of the Spaniards coming in, mm-hmm. you know, in El Mestizaje, you know, the cross border bridge of, you know, our indigenous roots with mm-hmm. our Spanish roots, you know, and our, uh, you know, the Catholicism, the indigenous our yeah, tradition. Yeah i mean it's there are so many different layers you know and 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 for me you know i i I try to pay as much respect to that as much Mm -hmm. as i possibly can respectfully that is that it's not uh forcefully that's not tacked on Mm -hmm. now um you know like uh and the you know in some of the books, books there's some you know I, I like to sprinkle lyrics of you know, Tigre del Norte." Yeah. You know, uh you know I, I, I you know I, I always you know I grew up around norteño, you know, and banda and and tejano. Mm-hmm. You know, my my dad was not a fan, but my tios were. You know, mm. uh, but you know, it, it's something that I I was never. It's not was never my type of music. Right. But I say that, El Peso Giro is Vicente, Vicente Fernandez. <laughs> <You> know. <laughs> yeah. and, and, and so my grandfather loved Vicente. Um, and, and so you, you respect that and, and you start, you know, studying it and, and hearing it and reading the lyrics and, you know, finding the stories behind these songs, the meaning, the themes, and it's pretty deep. And it's all a reflection of the, our head our history or southwest border
0: history it's it's interesting um i know in one of the comics in particular i think it was the the borderlands issue that you you did that it's um i I, I could be wrong because i've I've read a couple of them and i remember that in in one of the issues that that there's a little girl whose family is taken away
1: yeah yeah a a border stories.
0: yeah yes yes the the border stories and so I remember in that I was like I felt that you know like it resonated because I've heard these stories happen with my 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 uh family members who are educators it was since you know I I live on the uh, you know I'm from the border and my yeah. my family teach near you know uh like 5 minutes away from like yeah. Ciudad Juárez Mexico Yeah and so hearing these stories and seeing this happen you don't see these in mainstream comics you know we don't see these types of stories being told like with marvel or dc and things like that so when i read this i was like whoa it hit home differently because i felt like this is the type of stories that happen you know this is authentic this is real and you know it it was deep so like wh- you know um how has this like political climate Like, really influence that.
1: Well, you know what? Um, I wrote Border border Stories after Battle No Laredo, you know, because you know, it started as a webcomic July uh, 27, 2011. And it, you know, it was done bi-weekly and by summer of 2012, we've already had you Know 12 pages, and, and here is you know the original first issue. Oh, it's an awesome cover, yeah. Right, yeah, it's my cover, yeah. Um, you know, it, it sort of doesn't compare to like Sam de la Rosa here, you know, when he that's oh, you know, oh yeah, like yeah, right? yeah, legendary work. I kind of pivot towards that, but all you know, that's I have different courses. Cool. Cool. On if you look up, there's like one, that one
0: one. Oh wow, that is so cool. I love that collection.
1: Right, yeah, you know, I, you know, I kind of sprinkle some of my influences as a writer.
0: Yeah, there's uh, was it uh, Inf- uh, Crisis on Infinite Earth, yeah. was it uh, Nightfall, Death of Superman, yeah. Scott Snyder's uh, and Greg Capullo's Batman? Oh, yeah, my gosh.
1: Was a good collection there. You know, it's uh, I like to be surrounded by you know, things that keep me going forward. You know, I love that. You know, when you're feeling down, you just you know, keep going. Yeah. And so, um, battle store, you know, I was writing board stories. Um, it was, yeah. It's, uh, 2000, it released 2015. Have to check, yeah, yeah, well, well, I started writing to 2015 horror mm-hmm. stories, you know, and then it was, it was when I was finishing writing, that we had, there's a huge influx of, yeah, unaccompanied minors. Right. You know, and, and there was a lot of talk about what was behind it, you know, a lot of the uh, criminal organizations taking advantage, flooding them one, you know, choke point while they are able to move around, mm-hmm. you know, and so the uh, border patrol is overwhelmed, you know, and, and so, um, and, and so one thing about our stories is that we don't, we don't, take a stand politically it's Mm the reflection of lives It's a reflection Mm -hmm. of stories and so when we did um detention force which was the one with the little girl being Mm -hmm. uh, apprehended with his with her dad in houston texas you know sanctuary city and it it was you know and they were brought into a immigration detention facility being processed Mm -hmm. and so this was yeah it was 2015 you know and and so um it was until 2016 that we had an alternative cover Mm
2: -hmm.
1: you know things kind of escalated things got that that humanitarian nature got politicized
2: Mm -hmm.
1: and um back then it was a presidential candidate, Donald Trump made his announcement and he blankly made a false, uh, statement towards the Latino community. Right. And, and so we felt that it was our, it's our duty as artists, writers, creators, uh, Latinos to, uh, you know, say, take a stance against, you know, uh, racism, negativity, uh, and we did a uh, special cover from it was border, from Water Stories. We did a special homage cover where it's uh, El Peso Hero taking replacing Captain America,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and it's um, Trump replacing Hitler. I remember seeing that stuff. So more like it was like the punch hurt around the, the world that moment,
2: mm-hmm.
1: you know, because it was it with the that cover went viral. Yeah you know NPR PRA, uh a lot of the Latino media uh, you know globally picked it up uh, you know they they had a sense of brought a great sense of empowerment mm-hmm. uh, artistically for the community and you know it, we got a lot of we got a huge response you know post, positive and negative yeah. uh, you know from um different folks
0: <laughs> it's, it's as you can imagine <laughs> yeah i can imagine like totally i can imagine that um wow i i remember seeing that that um that image that you you uh, mentioned at, at this show that where you and i met
1: yeah at, at the i of, am uh, uh, Hero. Right. yeah
0: yeah yeah and i remember i even had you uh exhibition, talk, yeah yeah the exhibition dedicated to el peso hero and that's when you and i met and uh it was an amazing show. It was an amazing show. It had a lot of the original artwork. Yeah, it and, was. Um, and really cool poster-sized covers um, and homages to a lot of these classic comic yeah. book covers, like like the yeah, Captain yeah. America piece you mentioned. Right?
1: That, yeah, like the, the Superman.
0: The Superman one, the Spider-Man yeah. one. Uh, yeah. Amazing um, Fantasy. Yeah. Uh, amazing Fantasy, Action Comics uh, was uh-huh. like number one. So it's just really cool to see that homage to um, – classic book, classic comic characters and so i'm curious like if you had the chance to approach a mainstream comic um whether it be uh a, a latinx or uh or just any character that you'd like what character if you had the chance to uh tackle what what character would you want to write oh and- gosh. wow it's deep okay so
1: meeting you know i i've had the honor to uh meet uh you know, Sergio Aragones, illustrator oh, uh, of that magazine. And so he gave me a great story from the, you know, because, uh, you know, he a famous, uh, le, le, you know, le, le Latino legend, legend right? And, and so, and then he made a connection towards the uh, cover of um, issue one of oh. A Puzzle Hero, La Ancela mm-hmm. de Independencia, telling me a story that he was a firefighter for Mexico City, an earthquake in the 50s. La, la, the stash fell down and it was him and his crew Picking it up, you know, in the record, um, and, and so you know, and you know, Lalo Alcatraz has always been a great, great honor, you know, huge fan, huge supporter, advocate, amazing guy, down to mm-hmm. earth, and, um, and throughout the years, um, you know, helping me out and advising me, you know, just uh, it would be Javier Hernandez, creator of El Muerto. Uh, oh yeah, he's amazing. You know, yeah, and so you know those guys you pay respect. Um, but like in the indie mainstream, you know, uh, I, you know, I I met Ramos, Spider Man, awesome guy. Humberto Ramos. Humberto Ramos, yeah.
0: yeah
1: uh, but I, you know, I guess if I were to go back and, and just you know pay my respects, you know, especially in the indie field, mm-hmm. you know, I'll say Todd McFarlane. You know, and, and then uh, Jack Kirby, and uh, and and then just the uh, raw writing of Steve, Steve Ditko.
0: Mm. Yeah, you know, definitely. Like one of the original Spider. Yeah, so his art. Sorry, his art. You know, his
1: art. Sorry, it, I was thinking writer Stanley writing, but <laughs> you know, of course, Stanley. Um, you know, creators. You know, artists. Jack Kirby, Steve Ditko you know uh those are amazing that's amazing raw talent you know and and also you know especially you know you know looking at Todd McFarlane's own story Mm -hmm. of you know you know it's like the fanboy dream you know Mm -hmm. and so he's still managing you know his character you know and. He
0: wants, movie. Like he wants to direct the movie that's awesome
1: yeah i love it right. yeah so awesome. yeah i know that I have, I have comics
0: everywhere man it's like <laughs> i like, in el paso that's where all my comics are yeah so it's like you know it's
1: like i i i, I walk the walk <laughs> that's cool that's cool that's what it's about <laughs> you and, know uh, but a character that i would love to work on i say luke cage uh luke cage uh blue beetle mm-hmm. I'll, I'll, you know, Luke Cage is pretty grounded just kiss Luke Cage. I feel he's the Harl, you know, I'll say that uh, respectfully, you know, El Peso Heroes an Orteño. Luke Cage. Luke Cage, you know, and, yeah. and, 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 it's like the there's a connection, you know, it's because, yeah. it's because of the rich culture that they're proud mm-hmm. of and they're a person in their community and, they, and it's just very down to earth mm-hmm. characters. Um, you know, I, I say that I would love to do Blue Beetle and the um, new Ghost writer, Oh, uh, Robbie Reyes! Robbie Reyes, yeah, that's awesome. Uh, yeah, just and and I wouldn't mind doing a, a cool Batman story, just <laughs> well, because who doesn't want to write Batman? Who doesn't want
2: to
0: do a cool like, Batman? I mean, I would love to. Like, my dream would be to write. I'm a huge Mister Freeze fan myself. Yeah, um, I like feel a, like Mister Freeze is like so underrated as a batman villain and i blame batman and robin for that <laughs> yeah but i always reference heart of ice um from the animated series yes because that is one of the best stories yeah. in a 30 minute format ever yeah, yeah. there's so yeah. much heart went into yeah. that and i just feel you know, it yeah you know i'm 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 a sucker for for sympathetic characters yeah so um you know for me mr freeze and and, and victor freeze has like a huge it's 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 a huge deal for me i I love that story heart of ice is like amazing so uh for me i'd I'd love to do a a take on batman and mr freeze somehow because i just think it's amazing but um you know it's 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 i don't know i i'm a big batman oh well speaking of that i actually have my little freeze here
1: oh nice (laughs)
0: a little mr freeze eating ice cream so
1: so um i you know speaking of mr freeze you know and I thought about I saw this really great um not saying me, but this info, this tidbit of who would play who could play a modern version of Mr. Freeze. Mm-hmm. You know? And, and I you know, and I was and I saw like the perfect. It was um uh, uh what was, oh, what's this actor? Um uh, guy that plays um Gustavo Frang oh oh uh, oh my gosh uh, I suppose it's like John Carlos Uh Imposito right uh imagine imagine his you know his
0: honestly that would be amazing right yeah oh my god I never thought of that I've thought about like Patrick Stewart I've thought about Mark Strong people like that for sure you know, um, but that's, I love that idea, I, I mean, it'd work, you know it's, it's a demeanor, right, how you yeah, see yeah. it right,
1: yeah.
0: yeah, like especially the way he played um, uh, his character in Breaking Bad, like string, yeah, streamed, yeah. Mm. That, that'd be, that's a really right? good thing, I'm, I'm like going to add that little seed in you, <laughs> yeah, I like that I like that, and then <laughs> hey, it's a person of color too, so yeah. more representation you know, yeah. I mean, yeah, <laughs> works, you know in terms of representation, I think uh dc's doing pretty good with that like in terms of their film they're trying to showcase that and so let's talk about some of these films for a bit um what do you think about like the huge impact that these comic book films have had on popular culture and um the lack of representation in terms of uh the latinx community in there because i did a paper a while back that that for sure we can talk about miles morales in into the spider-verse Yes, yeah. el diablo and suicide squad and then yeah. i know they even tempted to do uh this
1: playing yeah he was awesome respect oh jay.
0: i loved i loved uh yeah um el diablo from suicide squad he was the best character of the film to be
1: honest i agree i agree you're right yeah and uh i it up to jay for bringing a lot of human yeah it was it was it was you know i mean yeah well you yeah, have will smith yeah i mean it, it, was, it was great and but i think for a will smith character you need a lot more
2: mm-hmm.
1: more time but what jay did he was able to really use that time to really you know showcase as much as he can mm-hmm. what what he had and so he, he did it awesome uh well those movies man you know it modern mythology you know um and there's a reason why there' it's a you know it's a genre that has exploded and respectfully you know for the uh the m c u as was you know very very you know was scared of
2: mm-hmm. the
1: way you know comic books are you know it's they're comic books you know especially watching end game right yeah. near the end it's like wow this is a there's the splash page yeah Boom. it was a it was like the most comic book movie it was perfect it, it totally was. Right? And, and then Giant Man Running,
0: and then, yeah, Splash Page. Yeah, just that end when all the characters are together. It's just like, that's that's what yep. we wanted. That's the comic that's a comic book movie. That's what, exactly what it was.
1: Right? Uh, and uh, for Black Panther, uh, it was awesome. Uh, you know, very rich uh, culturally. Uh, and, and then what really got to me, you know, I mean, we're waiting for a Black Panther moment mm-hmm. ourselves, you know? Yeah. Uh, for me, the where I got chills was, in the really beginning of the film you know they're in uh well they're they're in la right and uh and and then you see the the kids playing basketball
2: Mm
1: -hmm. right and they they look up into that you know the the building into the project building right yeah
2: they
1: they see the the spaceship you know and it just shoots out you know it was like that moment right there i got children just because it's it it's it's a it's them it's like the culture you know it's 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 a mm-hmm. connection mm-hmm. towards something bigger than them you know yeah. and it and it's deep rooted in um in, in the in history and cultural you know it is and it's represented mm-hmm. there you know and it right, you we know, yeah. have the marble you know going there was yeah, I mean, I got chills. Uh, And so, you know, hopefully one day we'll, we'll have that moment ourselves. That would
0: be amazing. Like that's, that's one of those things I'm waiting for personally too. Like I heard that they're going to do like either a Blue Beetle movie or a Blue Beetle television show. You know, I'd love to see that character be taken up a notch because um, before, before we started recording this podcast, we we were, uh, Hector and I were having a conversation about, how Blue Beetle can really be some, uh, a special, special character that can be taken from where he is now to higher levels with the perfect writer. And I, I've always thought that what DC should do is get a Latino writer. They really need a Latino writer to write a character who is Latino. Because I've seen that, that Marvel's done it with Black Panther and other characters of color you know yep. and women have have uh written uh characters uh that are female you know
1: yeah, latinx characters, latinx latinx characters. Chavez. yeah
0: mm-hmm. and so why can't they do that with like blue beetle you know or um even like america chavez like i think that that character has so much
1: potential too it was yeah, I, I, it and i it had a really strong start mm-hmm. but then they somehow it got twisted into like when she's a an alien, interdimensional alien that mm-hmm. sees herself as a Latino or, you know, mm-hmm. and it's like, ah, it just loses itself. Yeah. And it lies off into, you know, it just degrounds grounds and it just goes into this, you know, can can we just have? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we just like, want the character But, you <laughs> know, going back and then, you know, this is where the indie scene highlights and this is where we glow, you know, because you're looking at uh, characters that, you know, that are well-personed and strong, you know, mm-hmm. Fima La, la Borriqueña. Mm-hmm. Eduardo, oh. You, mean, know, right. it, you know, Eduardo doing great strides for speaking, advocating for uh, pu- Puerto, Ricanos, Puerto Ricanos. Especially, you know, they've been going through some hard, tough times. Definitely. And, you know, he's been rallying and he's, you know, that's a character, you know, that is, you know, that's indie, that is, Telling great stories, I think they're doing a third issue
0: now.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I,
0: I think I saw that he's working on a third issue for. It. And that's an amazing point that you bring up. Like, I think that independent, independent publishers and independent comics, and the writers that that are doing these comics are, are creating these comics are really understanding characters and uh, at a grounded level, and that they're writing the stories that well, they want to be told. You know. And that's why they create these types of stories. So, you know, as a publisher yourself, and, like, how, how would you – and even as, like, uh, the co-founder of the Texas Latino Comic Con, like, what have you seen personally from, from a lot of these writers that are um, of the Latino or the Latinx community um, and, and how they represent the community?
1: I yeah, I'll tell you this. Um, <clears throat> you know, the, the community is – there's a great hunker. Mm-hmm. You know, for, um, there's a great hunger for reading, watching stories that represent them, you know, and it's very, you know, we, you know, I as of right now, you know, we, we've been doing Texas Latino Comic Con over three years. This would have been the fourth, you know, and so right now due to COVID, it's kind of up in the air, mm-hmm. you know, um, but it's something really great, amazing seeing, you know, uh, school age kids, you know, walking down the artist alley, Texas Latino Comic Con and seeing themselves in the books, you know, seeing themselves in the covers and their stories being told. Um, You know, one thing that we have, something that's really strong for us is that we're such a diverse community, you know, Latino community, you know, from Central South America, Mexico, and North America, Spain—you know—hundreds and hundreds of years. in indigenous are, you know, indigenous cultures, roots, connections, folklore, um, languages. Um, yeah, it, it's it's huge, and, and so there's a lot of content, a lot of ways to respect those, and so there is there's a lot of amazing upcoming talent. You know, uh, and so we, and it's very important for the community to support that and, and help cultivate that, because their stories are. You know, they might not be, they might not be able to see them mm-hmm. in their local plex or in their Netflix. You know, as much as they would want to, but I mean, those stories are out there right now. You know, if you follow. Uh, text Latino Comic Con, you follow uh, our, our our primos in, in Long Beach, uh, Latino Comics Expo, you know, you know, you'll see, you'll see the talent, you'll see these stories. Uh,
0: and, and since you're a founder of one of these, um, like, I guess niche and uh, minoritized uh, Comic Cons, like what do you think about that like and how how a lot of a lot of these different uh comic cons are starting to pop up because i know that there's indigenous comic con in right. new mexico i know that there's um i, I think there's chicano comic con
1: too oh, uh a chicano uh yeah it's a done uh, in california there's a a part of a i think it's a one day, two day event kind of a brewery, brewery you know they Um yeah it's a, it's like there's that there's upcoming you know you have a Martino on the east Coast, you know and you had one in Brownsville by uh, Larry um, um, and so you know they they're they're there and and they're helping pay the way for showcasing a lot of uh, indie talent playing a lot of respect towards uh our uh our folks that have or in the mainstream comic book industry Mm -hmm. as well you know as well as giving uh you know it's it's a it's a great window to um some of the different genres and uh stories out there that's
0: amazing so it's cool one of the cool things i think about indie comics too is that you know, a lot of them have gone on to become bigger and better things while still being in the independent scene. For example, we mentioned Javier Hernandez's El Muerto, that there's even, like, a movie done um, on yep. El Muerto with Wilmer mm-hmm. Valderrama. Um, and I know that El Gato is going to have its own uh, television show by uh, Robert Rodriguez, I think. The- yeah,
1: so uh, El Gato Negro, um, uh, created by Richard Dominguez, uh yeah, Richard started El Gato Negro, 90, 93, sorry, Richard. Uh, you know, it, he's from uh, El Valle,
2: mm-hmm.
1: you know, McAllen. Um, currently, he resides in Luxembourg. Uh, and, and so, yeah, it, the El Gato Negro series is it's Apple Plus. And as of right now, it's Richard, it's um, Robert Rodriguez, directing the pilot episode. Yeah. So the series is in pre production. So it is, you know, it, it's like we are are slowly getting there step by step by step. And so that project was announced uh last year, uh February um 2019. Oh. Right. And so and right now it's uh ¿cómo se llama el artista oh, come it. oh my gosh is gonna kill It's have those moments too, man. (laughs) Yeah. No, no, no. It's like I don't know the name of my lead guy doing El Gato Negro. Este. Yeah. It's so. It's coming. It's coming. You know, and it's coming. So it's. Yeah. It's so with uh, El Marto. You know, came out. You know, two thousand three indie, indie film. You know, it was was great. It's actually. it, it's a. It was a nice pivotal moment for the, end of the scene that a Latinx, you know, Latino Chicano, especially Chicano, he's a Chicano creator.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, it, in the book, made into a, mm-hmm. you know, Hollywood uh, production with a, a you know a high grade, you know, AAA talent, you know, that I'm a hot, coming hot from the singing show, right? Yeah, a, and so yeah and and it's and it's it's definitely a monumental moment for the uh the scene and so you look at you look at that and then you go you fast forward like almost 10 plus years and there's like nothing (laughs) it's crazy it really is right i mean and i and i and i'm very open and so we look at independent filmmaker um putting um he did a uh, El Chicano, mm-hmm. came out. You know, well and that I don't say that, is It's more like, well, it's not based on a comic book. It's more on you know, and, and so it's that it's that it's. I'd say it's more indie film mm-hmm. for, for a, a Latino filmmaker making his own project. You know, it's a monumental part, but uh, uh, but but from that, in the, there's from El Muerto, there hasn't been like a Latinx comic movie made to movie made to production um and the stories are there the characters are there they're there and um there hasn't um i mean mainstream i mean we said jay hernandez uh, el diablo and Mm -hmm. suicide squad there hasn't been a latino character headlining his own movie production you know and i say movie just because that's the that's that's hitting mainstream white audience you know it,
0: it. i think the closest one that that for latino audiences and afro latino audiences would be miles morales yeah you're right spider into uh, from uh, into the spider verse mm-hmm. and um i think that that's the closest thing that we've, we've gotten in terms of mainstream and the characters become incredibly incredibly popular too um yeah. which i think is amazing but you're absolutely right, Hector, that I think that the potential's there. It's just people need, like, I guess studios need to dive into these uh, these stories and really see, like, hey, we need to take advantage of this and see uh, how we can tell these stories and represent um, the the Latinx community, you know, the Chicano community, et cetera. And uh, I, I think that, that, you know, the potential's there. It, it You know, people just need to take that step forward, too i i know it's hard though but um i i feel like streaming services are starting to do that too they're starting to see a lot of these like indi- independent stories and yep. they're, they're they're really like highlighting uh minorities and diversity in in this landscape so do you think that that these streaming services will, might have a potential for these independent publishers uh within the latinx community
1: you know it and um they, they are, there are, you know. It's, 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 it's like we're getting there, you know. And I, and I say that, I, I, and I have to be honest, because I will be very disindruin. Um, You know, it's. I, have been approached, you know,
2: mm-hmm.
1: like ever since the first time Peso Hero went viral in two thousand thirteen. I've been approached numerous times, um, you know, for something to take in Peso Hero and being put into a different medium. Mm-hmm. especially you know I, something uh, a big production uh you know movie or series you know and so that's to say is uh, there is currently something
0: mm-hmm. in the works mm-hmm. and no, i think you've teased it earlier too yeah. you've teased it yeah. Earlier in your social media, I think you tease stuff.
1: Right. It's, so I'm not able to talk freely about it, but let me just say that um, I am super, super excited. And as of right now, there's a major, major talent involved. That's awesome. And that I, I've I've read um, items oh. and it's I'm really excited. And it's just, it's a perfect fit. And, you know, right, it, it, it's hard to say just because everything in that world is very, you know, it's just, uh, it's, ten, it's just very timorous. I mean, it's just, it's just this, everything, you know, it, it's, you just have to be cautiously optimistic. Yeah,
2: right? definitely. Right.
1: And, you know, and, and so it, it's, as of right now, I would, well, knowing what I know of the scene, it it is the um, biggest
0: uh project that's awesome that's that's an exclusive for academics and amigos all right, all right, awesome. go, oh yeah we're getting all the exclusives <laughs> today <man>. that's <laughs> awesome um so speaking of el peso hero what's the future of el peso hero like what what do you what uh what other projects do you have planned like in terms of like future stories do you have anything in relation to maybe like how
1: el peso hero would deal with the
0: COVID 19 pandemic
1: no i mean you said it uh yeah, actually, I there's a couple of stories. So there have been ten El Paso Hero books published,
2: mm-hmm.
1: uh, two graphic novels, and so right now I have, you know, right now I, I, I need. I'm finishing writing the the current story arc, mm-hmm. and so I need to. I and right now Guillermo Villarreal. Right now, I'm focusing on on writing the general storyline. Right now, Guillermo Vida he's working on um, the fifth uh, f- f- fifth part of the story arc, and then I'm finishing writing the conclusion. Okay. Just Take that story arc, what happened from La de Las Espadas, or to story one, all the way to uh, it would it would be the ninth book in that story arc. And so, I'm really excited how it ends, and uh, and then I'm also writing something—a story that I'm really excited about. Um, El Peso would be the next, you know, kind of a pre-pre. will pre, say it's like the next story arc, getting into the next story arc with um, El Peso Hero, uh, Sicario War, oh. like El Sicarios, of the War. Yeah, yeah, yeah. War, so it's something something fun something exciting a lot of very action driven um and so i i really i i, really, I love, i've been writing that one and it's amazing i'm excited for it and then we're pivoting towards a big major story arc right after that and then i like to um and then writing on the side i, I want i'm trying to continue the the uh mini horror horror series um frontera de terror you know working with mythology um you know and right now I'm adding some uh, Lovecraftian love crafty and border elements so, that's awesome that's so awesome. to that yeah um and then for you know right now personally I'll share with you this I'm currently working on a uh, on a mini, mini story you uh, actually you can see oh there. wow that's awesome and so, yeah. It, it's so it's it's dealing with um, essential workers, mm-hmm. you know. In this case, uh, the importance of protecting our farm workers.
2: Yeah, yeah. The
1: majority uh, are la- Latinos. And so, and and, and it's and it's bringing light to that. It's um, it's it's my art, my story. Mm-hmm. Well, they're all my stories, but it's my art. Uh, just many eight 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 pages, you know, mm-hmm. telling a very simple story, but it's just something personal, you know, bringing light into the importance of protecting our farm workers mm-hmm. in light awesome. of COVID-19. That's awesome.
0: I'm looking forward to that. I'm like, I'm, um, I think that's brilliant. I think that's, um, that's really, really amazing. Um, so one of my final, like my final couple of questions for you are like, as an educator, how do you incorporate comics into, um, your teaching?
1: Um, uh, There's a lot of, um, a lot of great resources out there. Um, you know, comic books, graphic novels are a great way to introduce a lot of, um, a lot of curriculum Mm -hmm. components, especially for literacy. Right. And so, um, when I was a first grade teacher, for example, I used to take these, um, these books, these little graphic novels that had no uh, words, letters. Um, it was basically they're called uh, Owly. These little, it's a little owl and his friends. But these books were a great um, bridge in introducing uh, character traits, and so I would have my style would cut them up and just have students sequence a mini story, and they would. Story And so there's a lot of great resources out there and a lot of, uh, even in the uh, upper grades, there's a lot of important literature, graphic novel form. And I mean, one thing that comic books and graphic novels do is that really, they, they really put the reader in the, the shoes of the author, of the narrator, of the characters. They really, really own, you really become them and so it's these these are very powerful tools that's awesome
0: I, I i think that you're absolutely right that comics have so many so much potential in a variety of ways whether it's represent, like showcasing representation of minorities whether it's show you know trying to educate people of all ages in a different levels um and just uh Telling amazing stories, you know, um, in different forms of media too. I think that the comic books have that transmedia aspect that other forms of uh, storytelling may not have, you know. Um, You know, I think that that's that's the amazing thing about comic books. Um, So on a final note, Hector, where can people find your work, Um, or what what would you like to uh, shout out in order to you know get 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 some uh get some of a real bravos. And best of hero stuff out there. Yeah. Uh, so more people can find out about your comics and even about Texas Latino Comic Con.
1: Yeah. No, uh, well, you can find uh, the uh, best hero books through uh, uh, Rio Bravo Comics.com, um, where you can purchase physical copies, uh, some digital. Also, if you're, um, if you use Comicsology, the uh, comic book uh, intern page, chop. Uh, um, they're on they're on Comicsology digitally uh, there you'll have all you can see all 10 books if you're looking for the graphic novels, Um for any news updates uh, please like and share through uh, Facebook Instagram Twitter and for news for uh, Tex Latino Comic Con you can follow Tex Latino Comic Con through uh, Facebook Twitter as well for any uh, upcoming update, update, see what the update is for For it, you know, 2020, you know, uh, still up in the air. We're just waiting, you know, it's our partnership with the city of Dallas. And so we, we're still still yeah. listening here. Well, I hope things
0: go well for like, uh, for the Comic-Con in the future. And um, hopefully all this pandemic stuff ends very soon. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, it's 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 a tough
1: time yeah, for everyone. Yeah, you know, because it was like you know we met face to face at the uh the A and M Zero Gallery. You know, it was an awesome event. I was,
0: I was I was so cool. I was so excited about it, and I'm glad that I have I was able to meet you through there, and that through that we set we were able to keep in touch, and um, and uh, yeah, you know, I've been able to read some of your comics and you know um have this amazing conversation that we just had too and i'm looking forward to to seeing what else you do in the future i'm looking forward to seeing the future of el peso hero the future of uh texas latino comic con i'm so excited for all those stuff that you're doing hector thank you for the work that you do like honestly from from a comic an avid comic book reader and, and researcher of popular culture and latino representation i admire the stuff that you do and that others in in the indie scene are doing as well and so on, on my behalf thank you so much and thank you for being a guest on Academics and Amigos. Oh thank you for having me. Thank you so much to Hector Rodriguez for being a guest on Academics and Amigos. I really appreciate it Hector be sure to check out el peso hero comics it's available on Comicsology and wherever comics may be found online or if you want to get a, a physical copy be sure to check out www.realbravocomics.com to follow el peso hero on social media look up el peso hero or real bravo comics on facebook or on instagram it's ed underscore peso underscore hero on twitter it's el peso hero Altogether. For more on Academics and Amigos, be sure to follow us on Facebook. Just look up Academics and Amigos on Twitter and give us a follow. We're at Academics Amigos. Or follow me on Twitter at Latinx Also, check out my website, www.arramides.com. Thank you so much for all the support and for listening. And until next time, my friends, be cool and stay awesome.